Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that we're on this weight loss journey and it is not easy. It is hard to say goodbye to things that you like and that you love that you can't imagine not having in your daily life because you just love these things. They could be certain drinks, certain foods, all of the things and how difficult it is. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit about where I was, who I used to be and where I am now and who I am now because I want to give you hope. I want to give you courage to do the difficult things and to trust that there will be life after surrendering certain foods that those foods will have a place in your life in the future but that maybe for a season you need to step away from them excuse me i remember trying to lose weight while desperately longing to be able to still eat all of my favorite foods and drink all of my favorite drinks which for me was my beloved cabernet franc I I mean, I loved eating all the foods and I could never turn down a mountain of nachos with the works on it. You know how, you know what I mean? The sour cream and cheese and ground beef and all of it. Just, I, I could never turn it down. I mean, I enjoyed coming home from work from my stressful life every single day to a glass of wine. I remember like almost being able to taste white wine around that one o'clock mark in the day. Um, So I loved coming home to a glass of wine or three. (laughs) Wine really was my coping mechanism. It gave me what I needed to deal with stress, the stresses of my life every single day. And you know, except it really didn't give me the tools I needed to, to deal with the stresses. In fact, I can only see this now. It actually took more from me than it actually gave to me. And I I couldn't see it then, but I was totally stuck. I could not escape the wine or the nachos, trust me. While I don't remember having both of them on the same night together, (laughs) I could (laughs) have, but I was stuck. I couldn't escape the grasp that was on me, the way that food had a hold on me. In fact, while I was willing to like, you know, invest in my weight loss, I remember spending $500 on a weight loss coach for one month. She coached me for one month, for four weeks. I could spend $500 on a weight loss coach and I was willing to wake up every single morning to do all of the on-demand exercises in my basement. I was willing to do that, but I secretly only did it so that I could still indulge on the foods that I loved so much, that I could still have nachos, I could still have bread and wine, whatever. I could still, you know, eat the leftover mac and cheese off the kids' plates. Anyone? Is it only me? <laughs> you get what I'm saying. I wasn't willing, I wasn't ever willing to compromise any of the things that I, any of the things that I loved or that I had to have, mainly my wine. I wasn't willing to compromise those things compromise those things to make weight loss pa- possible. And you know, in fact, I even confess I wasn't able or interested in giving up the occasional maybe two or three times a week cheat on my diet. I just wasn't willing to stop doing what whatever it was that I was doing that was keeping me stuck. 
You know what I mean? I mean, the occasional one bite here followed by a quick bite here of the kids' food while I was preparing dinner. I wasn't willing to stop doing that. I wasn't willing to say no to the things that I loved. I couldn't see it then, but I had made, I'd made an idol of my wine and of my food stories. I mean, I saw my alcohol and my food. I saw them for what they gave me. I mean, they both helped me. And in my heart of hearts, I felt that what they gave me was more important than anything else. I just wasn't willing to give up anything because of how my food and my alcohol made me feel. The relief that they provided was far more immediate than anything else that I found in this world. I mean, if my day was horribly stressed, the minute that that wine hit my lips, I could feel relief. Oh boy, I don't know if you can hear Charlie. But as soon as I drank that wine, all of the stresses of my life went away. If I felt overwhelmed or frustrated or angry or any other emotion, food somehow, or even alcohol, made it all go away. It made everything better. Oh, I I can't be the only one. I mean, my food and wine were more important to me than anything else that I desired and or, you know, needed. I was blind and insensitive to my own desires. I wanted so badly to lose weight, yet I idolized the taste and the feelings of fullness and the numbing out that came with the alcohol so much. I had such great intentions daily to lose weight, but you know what? I was stuck. I was totally worshiping the God of my stomach. My body was the master of my life. Wine was the God of my stress relief. But all of that was before God. And the minute I began to seek him, I was able to see the errors of my ways. In fact, no one ever pointed out to me that I, that I had made an idol of my food and of my alcohol. I mean, nobody until God. And the world and all of its solutions used to be my answer to every single thing until it made me lose control over my ability to lose weight. I mean, the world's ways of dieting and seeking refuge in food and alcohol, all of that just made me totally depressed and lonely. My desire to eat was so uncontrollable that I couldn't stop it. And it worsened <clears throat> It worsened the state of depression that I was living in to the point that I had convinced a doctor that I was really depressed because I really thought I was. I mean, nobody asked me the right questions. Nobody opened my eyes or showed me how blind I was. And you know, I actually convinced her that I was depressed because I really was as far as I was concerned. And I was willing to take a cocktail of antidepressants, but I just didn't know it then. But I was depressed literally because of my weight. I had no ability to control it. And it was the very thing that was controlling me. My weight controlled me. And as a result of me being controlled and stuck in this pattern of eating these foods and drinking these drinks, I couldn't control my weight. And my weight stole everything from me. But then, you know what? Something totally happened. It's like a switch flipped in my body, in my head when I saw it all from God's point of view. And I went, I went, I mean, I never realized that I went to food for every single thing. I went to food for comfort. I went to it for stressfully, stress relief. I went to it to feel love, to experience joy. It was my source of everything. Alcohol was the way that I escaped stress and how I numbed out. But I was totally blind then. 
And I hope you'll actually tune in and listen to, to me if any of this is resonating with you because I was blind then and I was so deaf to my own needs or even to what God's will was for me. And God wasn't even my desire at that time because I desired and I idolized food, food and wine so much that food and wine numbed my senses even from sensing God's presence. I mean, I look back at it now and I see that my choices were the very weapon formed against me. I was allowing my choices to be used against me. I mean, does that hit home at all? The very thing I loved and idolized kept me from knowing God. Girl, that just shows you how much we have an enemy and how much he uses our food choices and our food stories. I mean, the food that kept me in a constant coma-like state, it made me too tired to hear my own thoughts. And the wine kept me almost really basically hung over each morning that I didn't even have time to seek God. I mean, I would wake up every day and start my day already feeling behind schedule, starting out in the gym, feeling a little bit of hunger, and already stressed out before I ever even saw my family. It's like I lived from meal to meal, from glass to glass. But praise the Lord, I'm not that woman anymore. I don't live in that prison cell anymore. I mean, I got out of the trap once I realized that I was even in a trap. I had to do a 180 in all of my solutions. I had to do a 180 in the solutions that I saw that I actually had to implement. I was implementing new solutions that I didn't even realize I needed to implement. I had to like stop doing all the things that the world told me to do to actually lose weight. And instead I had to do a complete turnaround to change the habits that I was practicing because the things that I was practicing were actually keeping me stuck and actually digging me further into a trap, into a hole. And this meant that instead of working out every single morning, I actually had to go, and I did this, to Walmart, buy a $5 Bible and started reeking, work, reeking, what? Started using that as my workout. I started to read the Bible every single day and it meant that I actually had to sit there and feel the emotions and journal through my emotions instead of eating or drinking them. And I had to start prepping and scheduling my every single thing. I could not leave my my life to chance because that was the space where I knew if I just would wing every day without a plan that I would choose easy. I would defer to simple. I would simply seek comfort the comforts of the things that I'd idolized the most. And while my heart's awakening, you know, in that moment when I knew I had to make changes, I just, I had to turn things around. I had to see things from God's perspective. While my heart's awakening was immediate, the physical changes were slow. Trust me. I wanted the change to also be immediate, but the changes, when you see that you need to make change in your life, the physical changes in your life are hard. And that's why God had me take notes so that I could create a method to lead women through, to help them step away slowly and to step closer to God slowly, day by day. There's, there's a Psalm, Psalm 135, 15, that is really going to drive this point home. I hope you're listening to this. Psalm 135, 15 says, 
The idols of the nations were merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak, and they have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear, and mouths, but they cannot breathe. And those who make idols, and those who make idols are just like them, as are those who trust in them. So I hope that helped you to see something a bit there. If you are ready to stop trusting the idols that you have made in your life, you know, the food or maybe even the alcohol, then I would encourage you to start stepping away from those idols slowly. Start trusting God's word more than you trust the, trust the things of this world or the feelings that you feel in your flesh. Accept the fact that God's timing really is perfect. It might take a little bit longer if you're seeking God instead of a number on the scale, but I'm here to tell you his timing is perfect. He has a reason that he might have you stepping through weight loss differently. Trust that he will restore what was taken from you, what was taken from your health and your ability to say no to the things that you know you should say no to. Give yourself a little grace while you're stepping away and making changes in your life. Give yourself grace, but I encourage you to do it all with a plan. Get in a community. Find people to do the weight loss that you want to do with with them. Like You guys do it together. Do it by seeking God. Identify your values when you start to plan things. Plan your day around your values. Identify your values and your goals and plan your life around those things. And above all else, prioritize God over your goals and seek his strength to be obedient to your daily plans. I mean, if the true God is your God, you will become more and more like him as you worship him and not the things of this world. I mean, let's pull over for a quick second. How could that change you? How could it change you if you start worshiping God and becoming more like him? How could that change you? Could you become stronger against temptation, against your excuses, or maybe even your reasons? And if any of this makes sense to you, what are your goals right now if you have this new awareness to see things as God sees them? I mean, is seeking God one of your goals right now? Is he even one of your goals? And what takes priority in your life? Choose carefully. I'll lean into this. Choose carefully because you will take on the characteristics of whatever you worship, even in weight loss. Hey, real quick. If you are struggling and you want to find a program that helps you to release being mastered by your flesh or you're ready to seek God over a number on the scale, I would urge you to consider enrolling in the Seekers Method when it opens up next. Find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram or YouTube or on my website, Sherry Capilla, um, com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Capilla. You know, look me up by my name, whatever you've got to do. In fact, even if you would like to sample what it's like to be coached by me, then you might want to consider a weight loss masterclass that I'm holding in the month of December. I would encourage you to find more information by going to my website, sherrycapilla.com forward slash work with Sherry. I think that's the address. I'll put a link here in the show notes. And But when you go there, you'll see 
you scroll down to the bottom of the page, I think that's where my team put it, you'll see that there are details of this weight loss masterclass that I'm hosting. Let me just tell you, this could be the very thing that helps you to start changing your life as you see God and not a number on the scale.